0: This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Friends, welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or visiting with us for the very first time, whether you are gathered in this sanctuary or joining us from home, it is a joy to welcome you to worship this day. If you are present in our sanctuary, there is a red folder in your pew. We would love and appreciate if you would note your presence with us and pass it to your neighbors so they can do the same. This is important information for us to have in these days should we need to contact you at a later time. I want to welcome today Michael Cooney. who is our guest organist today. We are delighted to have him with us and grateful that he will be able to be with us next week as well. Please, get if you have a moment... Say thank you to Michael on your way out today for his gift of music. I also want to draw your attention to a wonderful mission opportunity in our church on the back of your bulletin. Once again, we are participating in a backpack drive for local students in the in the local sort of Morrisville metro area here and so I would in this is specifically for grades 9 through 12 this year Why is that because that is where the greatest need is and the church shows up where there is the most need and so if you are able to participate In this backpack drive you have through the rest of the month of august to do that we are going to be dedicating these backpacks uh in later in a month or so in worship and we are grateful already for the generosity that you always give toward mission efforts like this so please consider giving to this backpack drive there is much need in our local area beloved church it is always a gift to worship god particularly on a day today when we ordain, install, and commission new officers in our church. And especially today, as it is always a privilege to be a part of God's church, no matter who we are, where we are, or where we find ourselves in history. It is a joy to be connected with the communion of saints who have been God's witnesses all throughout time. Let us worship God together. I invite you to join me in our call to worship as it's printed in your bulletin. We gather as people on a journey. We believe and we have doubts. We honor God and we sin against God. We are imperfect and still beloved by God. Love and grace, hope and faith, these are the essence of the one we call God. We open our hearts to God this day. We come before God to worship. Speak to us, God. Continue creating us. Inspire our hearts. Enlighten our minds. Guide our actions and our worship this day. Let us worship God together. Please stand and join us singing hymn number 610. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing.
1: When we keep our faults and failures locked safely away, we have no need to confess. But God comes into our hearts when we least expect it. So we can be filled with forgiveness, with hope, and with peace. So let us come before God confessing our sins. Let us pray together the prayer of confession as found in your bulletin. God of empty tombs and empty people, when we hesitate to speak of your hope, forgive us and give us voice. When we find it difficult to love one another, forgive us and give us new compassion. When we find it to and high and mighty, forgive us and put us next to the poor and oppressed. When we stay locked behind our fears and doubts, Forgive us, send us out to share your grace when we are busy so much that we miss our chance to see you. Forgive us and open our eyes to behold your love. When we cannot believe your word of new life, forgive us and fill us with your joy. God comes into every shadowed corner of our lives with the light of Easter. Christ comes into the locked rooms of our faults and gifts us with grace and hope. Christ comes to fill us with peace, that we may proclaim the good news of mercy and forgiveness. Rejoice, for in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks, Thanks. Hallelujah, amen.
0: Christ be with you. And also, there we go. I see it. For though I see a number of new faces today, I want to remind you that in these days when we are not touching each other or shaking hands as much, we are still sharing Christ's peace. And so we do that by showing the peace of Christ be with you. And if you practice, the more you practice, the faster you get. The peace of Christ be with you. And also, With you. Please stand, turn around, share signs of that peace with one another. The peace of Christ be with you. And I would love to invite my young friends forward for our time for young disciples. Hi, Rory. Hey, Tucker, have a seat right here, bud. Hey, Rory, do you wanna sit on one of these cool squares? There you go. It's so nice to see you all. Tucker, you've been here a number of times. Rory, welcome back to church. We're so glad you're here. And you have a dump truck, and you just turned how old? Three? You did. You did. It's delight to see you both. What do you you see here? What do I have? They look like shakers. You're right. And if you go to music with Mr. Carpenter, you might get one of those shakers. Easter eggs. Why? You know what I'm calling today? Easter in July. Isn't that funny? Easter in July. Because in the church, we're reminded we are always an Easter people, which means we're always celebrating the good news of God's love. And we need to be reminded, if you haven't been in church in a while, which is totally understandable, we are telling the story of Jesus with these Easter eggs. Can you believe it? We always do this at Easter, but today we are going to do this Easter in July, because this is a story we need to remember all year long, and a story that we need to tell all year long. And so, I need your help, okay? Okay. Egg number one. Do you see a number one in there, Tucker? What's an egg number one? This is the start of Jesus' story.
2: It's a baby um, pacifier. A baby
0: pacifier. Do you know why?
2: Because that's baby Jesus was born.
0: Baby Jesus was born. Exactly. Hold on. Let's let Rory do one. Rory, can you find number two? Very good. Do you want to open that egg?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Don't give it away. What's in there?
0: What do you see? What shape is that, Rory? Um, um, Hearts. Hearts. You're right. And do you want to know why? We tell the story of Jesus. He came as a baby, and then he came to love. He loved everyone so much. That's the next part of his story. All right, Tucker, what's in egg number three?
2: I think it's paper
0: again. Ooh, what is it? grass. Grass. Do you remember that part of the Easter story? It's before Easter, like a week before. This is from Palm Sunday. It's, the sun, it's before Jesus died, and they put palms all over the ground to welcome him into Jerusalem. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, I yeah. Have, you, you've
0: heard this before. Oh, yeah, number four, Rory. Number four. Can you find number four? That um, one. What's in that one? Probably, yeah. Do you know what shape this is? It's kind of a tough shape. What shape is that, it's Tucker? Can you help? A cross.
2: What you... Jesus died
0: on. Jesus died on the cross. You're right. All right, egg number five. Let's see, Let's see how this story I continues. I think that's a rock. All right, well, let us know. I knew it. A stone. And why is there a stone? I don't remember. That's okay. That's why we're doing Easter in July. The stone is what they put over the place where Jesus was buried And it was rolled away. And Rory, we have one more egg. What's in that egg? Nothing. Nothing. What? Do you want to? I
2: knew one of those were going to happen. You did, and it's. You know
0: what? Why? Do you know why? That's the most important part.
2: Because Jesus came back to life.
0: Because Jesus. Because you know what? The tomb was empty, and Jesus was alive. And this empty egg reminds us that Jesus was alive. And that's why we celebrate Easter any time of year. This story of Jesus from when he was a baby, he came to love, he came through Jerusalem, and people yelled, Hosanna, he died on the cross for each of us. The stone was rolled away, and Jesus rose from the dead. The tomb was empty. And this is a story worth telling at Easter, at Christmas, July, any time of year. So any, so any, if you have any Easter eggs in your house, or if your mom or dad does, you can make your own eggs at home. Or you may have gotten them from your friends in Sunday school this past year. And you can the Easter bunny also. And you can use those eggs again to tell the story of Jesus, which is an awesome idea. So let's pray together and give thanks that we can celebrate Easter joy all during the year. You may join me in prayer. Dear God, Dear God we thank you, we thank you for, the story of Jesus. for the story of Jesus. Help us to tell that story,
2: Help us to tell that story.
0: All, year all year long. Amen. All thank you all. You can go to music with Mr. Carpenter or you can go back and sit with your parents. Thank you. We're glad you're here. Okay.
1: As we gather to hear the word of God proclaimed, let us call upon God in prayer before we hear his word. Let us pray. O God, source of all light to the soul, your word gives light to the soul. Pour out upon us the spirit of wisdom and understanding, that being taught by you in Holy Scripture, our hearts and minds may be opened to know the things that pertain to life and the holiness through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from John's Gospel, the 20th chapter, verses 19 through 29. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked in fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, Jesus' disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Let us pray together again. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, and use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. And to that end, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Not long ago, I found myself watching the Disney Pixar film Finding Nemo for the 83rd time. It's a wonderful film and fortunately does not lose its audience completely with every consecutive viewing. But this last time, this last time I was more drawn into one particular refrain than I ever had been before, just keep swimming. For those of you who don't know the film, this phrase is Dory the Fish's favorite refrain throughout the movie. She uses it to encourage herself when things get hard. And there are even a couple of points when this refrain is used to encourage other fish. The basic idea being that no matter what you encounter or what you may be facing, just keep swimming and it will all be okay. As Sean Norris reflects, this idea of just keep trying is in large part the motto of the world. When the world has got you down, just keep on keeping on. It seems when we are confronted with the unknown, or with our complete lack of control in our lives, we tell ourselves and each other to just keep trying. Oftentimes, this motto can even be passed off as faith. I don't know how this is going to play out, but I'm just going to try to do my best and trust God with the results. Or, as long as I'm faithful to keep going and not give up, God will honor that. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. And I found myself wondering if Thomas in our scripture today and Dory the fish would have been fast friends. You see, in the non biblical stories about Thomas, legend has it that he was the apostle who ventured the farthest. Thomas set off through Syria and Persia and made it as far as Kurla along the west coast of India, establishing churches, preaching the gospel, swimming, swimming, always swimming. Other legends recorded by Jesuit missionaries in the 17th and 18th centuries claim that a holy man, Father Thomas... One of the apostles had lived among them, preached the Gospels, performed miracles, swimming, swimming, always swimming. And let's not forget, in chapter 11 of John, the Gospel we're in today, it's Thomas who recognizes that for Jesus to return to Judea is to face the threat of death. And it is Thomas... Who urges the disciples to go with Jesus anyway? Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. So while we don't know where Thomas was when Jesus first appeared, we do know where Thomas wasn't. Thomas was not locked away in an upper room in fear. Thomas was not quivering in his boots about the religious authorities. In everything we know about Thomas, Thomas never appears to be the cowering sort. He's a hands-on kind of guy, a doer, one who regardless of the circumstances or perhaps even in spite of the circumstances, just keeps swimming. Which is why a number of scholars have wondered if Thomas may have been the only disciple not locked away in fear because he was the only disciple still out in the world carrying the vision that Jesus had preached. Feeding the hungry, caring for the poor. Thomas was out doing the hard work of God's mission. Someone had to keep doing it. Sure, okay, they all just witnessed the horror of their friend's crucifixion, but they can't just cower in fear and grief. We've got to keep going. We've got to keep going. Or in the words of Dory, when life gets you down, you know what you got to do. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. It made me wonder how many people had checked on Thomas in those days after the crucifixion. I wonder how many times Thomas may have uttered those infamous words, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. He pretended he was fine. Perhaps more accurately, he convinced himself he was fine. That he could just keep going and keep swimming, and keep working toward God's mission even after the horror of the days gone by. Sure, okay, so you saw Jesus and I didn't. I missed him, okay? So how about this? Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and where the spear pierced his side, I'm going to keep on doing exactly what I've always been doing because what other choice do I have? This is all I've got. Jesus is gone, so just let me be. Leave me alone. I'm fine. I'm no really, I'm I'm fine. Just keep swimming. It's not lost on me how often these words flow off our lips too. I'm fine. No really. I I am fine. We're fine. It'll all be okay if I just keep going. If I just keep swimming. If I just keep doing the things I've always done. I'm fine. It's also not lost on me how often I've heard these words over the course of this past year. We're fine. Really. We're fine. Really? Really, because there's a global pandemic thing going on that has completely shut down the economy and the country. People are dying by the thousands, and I know your life has been completely turned upside down. I know, I know, but I'm fine. We're fine. We're fine. How often we have muttered those words this past year. Pretending we are fine, or perhaps more accurately, trying to convince ourselves we're fine. That if we can just keep going, just keep swimming, just get things back to normal, it'll all be okay. Because we're fine. Jesus had already appeared once to the disciples, but he came back a second time. He didn't need to. I mean frankly, he didn't do much that was different the second time except except he sought out the one who missed him the first time. The one who had been out on his own somewhere else, still going, still swimming, still claiming to be fine. The rest were locked away. They knew they were afraid. They knew they were grieving. Jesus came back for Thomas. Peace be with you, he said again. And then Jesus showed Thomas where the nails had pierced his hands and the spear, his side. And we don't know if Thomas collapsed at the feet of his Lord or stood there with tears streaming down his face, but suddenly it was as if the world stood still. Thomas stood still for the first time in a long time and his heart burned within him, and he realized he could not do it alone any longer. My Lord and my God, my Lord and my God, never before spoken in the Gospel of John, these words of Thomas pierced the page, filled the hearts of those who heard them. In fact, no one in all four of the Gospels ascribes divinity so directly to Jesus as Thomas does in this moment. My Lord and my God, my Lord and my God, my Lord and my God. In this proclamation, Thomas affirms what the reader was told at the very beginning of John in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Thomas my friend, I I know you say you're fine. I know you think you can keep going. Keep swimming, keep doing all the things on your own. You have always been the one set on going the farthest and doing the most and pushing yourself beyond every limit, but you're not fine. You can't carry the world on your back. So let me, because I've already done it, I have walked through the valley of the shadow of death, and still, my beloved, I have come back for you. You don't have to go it alone anymore. Perhaps Jesus whispers to us too, Oh, my beloved church, My dear friends, I know you say you're fine. I know you think you can keep going, keep swimming, keep doing all the things on your own. You have always been set on going the farthest and doing the most and pushing yourselves beyond every limit over and over again, regardless of the circumstances. You say you're fine, hoping that if you say it enough, it just might be true. Jobs are lost. Cancer is diagnosed, pandemics wreak havoc, dementia takes hold, exhaustion sets in, divorce rips us apart, addictions relapse, mental health threatens the brightest of lights, death comes when we least expect it. But you're fine, right? You're fine? No. No, my beloved, you're not fine. You're not fine. You can't carry the world on your back. So let me. I can. I did. I have walked through the valley of the shadow of death and still, my beloved church, I have come back for you. You don't have to go it alone anymore. What would happen? What would happen if we stopped swimming long enough to see our Lord before us, the Lord who has come back Us, What would happen if we were willing to tear ourselves away from whatever occupies our time and energy and keeps us elsewhere and instead opened ourselves to see and touch the wounds of our Lord and the wounds of our hearts and listened for Christ's word of peace? What if we were to sit in the presence of the living God and know deep in our bones that we don't have to carry the world on our backs because our Lord and our God has already done that for us? In just a few minutes, we will welcome new officers into the life and witness and mission and ministry of our church, of God's church. And they are faithful people, faithful people who, like Thomas, have said yes to God's call again and again, willing and able people who have said yes in the midst of an incredibly challenging time and season A time and a season that will demand from them their very best, that may demand their leadership in new adventures, in new territory, further than we have ever been before. And a time and a season that may easily tempt us in more ways than one to muscle through, to keep swimming. To put our heads down and proclaim, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. If we can just keep swimming, everything will be okay. If we can just get it back to normal, everything will be okay. We're fine. We're fine. But our text today challenges us with another way of living a way that begs us to stop what we're doing, to pull ourselves from all that keeps us elsewhere, as good as that work may be, and throw our exhausted and weary souls at the feet of our Lord and proclaim, My Lord and my God, I need you more than I ever knew. For as our liturgy in a little while will name, unless the Lord builds the house, those who work so hard labor in vain. In a season when many are exhausted, when much still remains unknown, when the pain and sorrow of the world continues to knock on our door day after day, May we rest in the freedom that we don't have to just keep swimming. May we find healing in the truth that we're not fine and that's okay. Because the one who has walked through the valley of the shadow of death will come back even for us. My Lord and my God my Lord, and my God. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come. To thee, I need thee, oh I need
1: Having heard the word of God, read and proclaimed, let us affirm our belief in it. Please rise as you are able, and let us repeat together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, The forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us continue our worship by singing together hymn number 735 I Need Thee Every Hour. seated. Let us join together in the opening litany of ordination, installation, and commission as it's printed in your bulletin. There are varieties of gifts, but it is the same spirit who gives them. There are different gifts of serving God but it is the same Lord who is served. God works through each person in a unique way, but it is God's purpose that is accomplished. To each is given a gift of the Spirit to be used for the common good. Together we are the body of Christ and individually members of it. We are all called into the church of Jesus Christ by baptism and marked as Christ's own by the Holy Spirit. This is our common calling, to be disciples and servants of our servant Lord. Within the community of the church, some are called to particular service as deacons, elders, and trustees. Ordination and installation to particular service as a deacon, elder, or minister is Christ's gift to the church assuring that his ministry continues among us, providing for ministries of caring and compassion in in the world, ordering the governance of the church, and preaching the word and administering the sacraments. The commissioning of disciples to the particular role of trustee reminds us that the call of Christ is to a willing, dedicated discipleship. Our discipleship is the manifestation of the new life we enter through baptism. And it is both a gift and a commitment, an offering and a responsibility.
3: On behalf of the session of Morrisville Presbyterian Church and representing the one Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, it is my privilege to present the following individuals for ordination, installation, and commission as church officers. The session of Morrisville Presbyterian Church now ordains Carl Helland to the office of deacon and installs him to active service. The session installs to active service those who have been previously ordained. Deacons Donna Damiani, John Damiani, Heidi Douse. Karen Hill, Kathy Larkin, Jim Levan, and Ruth Levan, and elders Elizabeth Dugan, Wes Gardner, Patrick Gilbride, Travis Keyes, and Mark Schnur. The session also commissions Matt Bausher, Clark Martin, and Gary Ward to serve as trustees of Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Will you all please join us at the front?
0: Since having been chosen by God through the voice of Morrisville Presbyterian Church, to be ordained, installed and commissioned as officers in this church, I invite you to answer the following constitutional questions: Do you trust in Jesus Christ, your Savior? Acknowledge Him Lord of all and head of the church, and through him believe in one God: Father, Son and Holy Spirit? If so, please say, I do. Do you accept the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be, by the Holy Spirit, the unique and authoritative witness to Jesus Christ in the church universal and God's word to you? If so, please answer, I do. do. Do you sincerely receive and adopt the essential tenets of the reformed faith as expressed in the confessions of our church, as authentic and reliable expositions of what scripture leads us to believe and do, and will you be instructed and led by those confessions as you lead the people of God? If so, please answer, I do and I will with God's help. I do and I will with God's help. Will you fulfill your office in obedience to Jesus Christ under the authority of Scripture and be continually guided by our confessions? If so, please answer, I will with God's help. Will you be governed by our church's polity, and will you abide by its discipline? Will you be a friend among your colleagues in ministry, working with them, subject to the ordering of God's word and spirit? If so, please answer, I will, with God's help. I will, with God's help. Will you in your own life seek to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, love your neighbors, and work for the reconciliation of the world? If so, please answer, I will, with God's help. Do you promise to further the peace, unity and purity of the church? If so, please answer, I do. I do. And will you seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination and love? If so, please answer, I will with God's help. I
1: will. Will you be a faithful deacon? teaching charity, urging concern, and directing the people's help to be the friendless and those in need. In your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? If so, please answer, I will with God's help. help. For you who are serving as elders, will you be a faithful elder, watching over the people, providing for their worship, nurture, and service? Will you share in government and discipline, serving in governing bodies of the church? And in your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? If so, please answer, I will with God's help. And for you who are being commissioned as trustees, do you welcome the responsibility of the office of trustee because you are determined to follow Jesus Christ, to love neighbors, and to work for the reconciling of the world? If so, please answer, I do. do. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word, showing his love? And will you pray for and serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love, relying on God's mercy and rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit? If you do, please answer, I will with God's help.
3: Members of Morrisville Presbyterian Church, accept these individuals as deacons, elders, and trustees, chosen by God through the voice of this congregation to guide us in the way of Jesus Christ? If so, please answer, we do. Do we agree to encourage them? to respect their decisions, and to follow as they guide us, serving Jesus Christ, who alone is head of the church? If so, please answer, we do. At this
0: time, I will invite Carl, as you are being ordained today, to kneel and all others to gather around. We are going to lay hands on one another, which we have not been able to do. We were not able to do this last year. So if you are a ruling elder or teaching elder in the Presbyterian Church, you are also welcome to join us at the front for the laying on of hands. Come on around. I'm going to offer a prayer, and at the conclusion of that prayer, I will invite all of you to join me in the prayer that is printed in your bulletin. Let us pray. Eternal God, throughout the ages you have been faithful to your covenant people whom you have called out of bondage and redeemed to be your own. In every time and place, you have chosen servants from among your people to point the way to salvation. We are grateful for ancestors in the faith who followed without fear, placing their trust in you alone. We thank you for men and women in every age who have nurtured your people in faith and faithfulness, in righteousness and peace, in mercy and love. Above all, we praise you for Jesus Christ who came not to serve, to be served, but to serve and to give his life to set others free. God of grace, pour out your Holy Spirit upon Carl, that he may be a faithful deacon in the church. Together with Donna, John, Heidi, Karen, Kathy, Jim, and Ruth, give him openness to the Spirit's leading, that together they may see and serve wherever there is need. Train all of them in the school of prayer, that they may express the compassion of Christ for the poor and friendless, the sick, the grieving, and the troubled. Equip them with courage to bear the gospel into the halls of power and to communicate your presence and might among those who are powerless. In everything, give them the mind of Christ who did not grasp at greatness but emptied himself to become a servant of your reign. Give them joy in their walk of faith and a sure sense of your abiding presence for their work of ministry. God of grace, surround with your Holy Spirit, Elizabeth, Wes, Patrick, Travis, and Mark, that they may join with others to serve faithfully as elders in this church. Give them prudence and sound judgment, wisdom, and courage to order the life of the church in obedience to your word. Nourish them all in the life of the Holy Spirit, that they may exercise the ministry of discipline with humility and compassion. Guide them in governance on this session and in every court of the church that they may be servant leaders following Christ who came not to be served but to serve and to give his life to set others free. Give them joy in their walk of faith and a sure sense of your abiding presence. God of grace, pour out your Holy Spirit on Matt, Clark, and Gary that they may join with others to serve faithfully as trustees in this church. Bless them that they might maintain, protect, and preserve the church's property, being wise stewards who count the cost. May they see our buildings as holy places where the hungry are fed, the thirsty given a cup, the wounded healed, and the tasks of your kingdom planned and accomplished. May they spend and invest our resources wisely and honestly, reminded always that where our treasure is, our heart will be also. Let our trustees know as men and women called by you that they are called to serve the mission of the church and that unless the Lord builds the house, those who work so hard labor in vain. Let us all remember that our vocation is to construct your house and lead your people in Christ's mission and that without him we can do nothing. And now hear us as we join our voices together, O God, offering this collective prayer for the officers of our church. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon your servants whom you called through baptism as your own. Grant them the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. Give them the gifts of your Holy Spirit to build up the church, to strengthen the common life of your people, and to lead with compassion and vision. In the walk of faith and for the work of ministry, give to your servants gladness and strength, discipline and hope, humility, humor and courage, and an abiding sense of your presence. And give us courage and discipline to follow where your servants lead us, that together we may declare your wonderful deeds, and share your love with the world. Through Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. Amen. Friends, you are now deacons, elders, and trustees in the Church of Jesus Christ and for this congregation. Be faithful and true in your ministry so that your whole life will bear witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And may the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you this day. And forevermore. Will you join me in welcoming our new friends as officers? You may be seated. As they are being seated, I invite you to join me singing one verse of Will You Come and Follow Me as it's printed in your bulletin. friends, whether you are a new officer in this church, whether you are a member here who's been here for a long time, whether you are a stranger to us but a new friend among us, whether you are unsure of this journey of faith, let us all be reminded of the depth of our need for our Lord. For the swimming can continue any time, but God invites us to come to rest our weary souls and to rely fully Upon him. As we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, be with those you are called to love, this day and forevermore. And together we say, Amen.